welcome to the American Horror Story podcast brought to you by BaldMove.com. We're the officially unofficial podcast for FX's American Horror Story freak show. And all the other TV out there. All the TV. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Oh, we're tuning straight tonight. All right. Tonight we're talking about episode... <laughs> what do I usually say? <laughs> you like jump in front of me. You hurdle me. You leapfrog me. And you go, and I'm Cecily. You know what? I think that this can be your curtain call as well. <laughs> well, this is the freakiest show. Uh, we're talking about episode 413, Curtain Call. What do you got? This episode was directed by Bradley Buker, who has directed Glee, American Buker. Horror Story, um, a show called The New Normal. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's a three-time Emmy winner. And La-ti-da. This episode was written by John J. Gray, who has written only this episode of American Horror Story. And I'm pretty sure it's some mean fanfic. And nine or ten other like strange one-off credits, like being assistant to an executive something. Here's a fun fact. He's also the editor of the newspaper that Spider-Man works for. What? Yeah. That guy's name is completely different. Sure. Jonah Jameson? John uh, Jonah Jameson? Yeah. Yeah, John J. Gray. There you go. Same guy. All right. I didn't catch that the first time. I'm glad you pointed that out. So this episode starts with... Um, oh, wait, wait. Are you going to ask me what I thought about this episode? I <laughs> wasn't going to, but I guess now I have to. Ah! I, I don't know what to say about this episode. I felt like... This this season started off so so strong, and I loved it, how weird it was, and I loved learning about all the freaks. I really liked Twisty, but I feel like that the dandy never really quite got there for me for a big bad. Like, oh. he was best when he was, like, the creepy chameleon, like a, like a modern-day Jack the Ripper preying on people because he was charming and handsome and then murdering him. When he just started becoming, like, the Joker. Yeah, he kind of plateaued when he hit... Or when he shot, um, oh God, what was her name? Gabrielle Sibide. Yeah, um, and and they just never were able to recover from that, and Sibide. they they just farted around with a lot of time uh, with that and the whole Elsa Mars wants to be famous plotline. That there was so little time to wrap things up. I felt like the Murphys just like, well, fuck it, we'll just shoot everybody in the head. Yeah, and, and it was still an episode that went over twenty minutes, so. <laughs> And and to give yeah, and to give Elsa Mars a happy ending. That was a bold choice. I feel like it was only done for that cool ass line that Elfa, Ethel repeated back to her, mm. which we'll get to later. No, I just I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about what this season was gearing up to tell. I, I get that Elsa had a sob story about getting her legs cut off, and that's horrific. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's horrific. No one deserves that. But except for the people who shot the film, maybe she did kill, kill or try to kill a lot of people for very venal reasons. And I just don't know that you get in the freak heaven for that. That seems a insult to Ma Petite. It seems like an insult to Paul uh, maybe it's and purgatory Amazon and it's Eve. All just her imagination. Oh, That's wow. her purgatory is to be stuck in a subpar performance. But I don't know. She's happy with it, so it can't really be, can it? I don't know. I thought I thought 
they're going something kind of like normcore uh, horrific. Normcore? Yeah, you heard me. I don't think you know what that word means. <laughs> I thought they're going to go something really horrific where um, Mordrake Drake refuses to take her because she already is in hell. She's trapped in this thing, and now she's gonna. Her life is gonna be ruined, and she's just gonna be this bizarre footnote in Hollywood history. And I was kind of excited, and then eh. so I, I like that idea because I did too. I never understood why hell was supposed to be a scary place. If you, for instance, like to party, and you like to have sex outside of marriage, and you like to do all these bad things, and then you are condemned to spend the rest of eternity in a place with other hard partying people why is that bad again i don't think that's the commonly held judeo-christian concept of hell that's the ironic but like why would satan punish you for doing things that god doesn't like because he's an asshole why would he isn't that sort of the idea? He's such an asshole, he got thrown out of heaven. Maybe I mean, he brought everyone down to hell, and he's like, hey, maybe we should rally against this guy in the clouds, because it's, like, sunny up there. No, I'm saying it's it's fine in your headcanon to posit the hell as some kind of just eternal rager, okay? That's cool. I like that. I'm just saying there's very little scriptural support in the anyway. texts. In the holy texts. Well, that's all in the eye of the beholder, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, my point is is that maybe she's sent to hell, but it's not so bad because that's kind of where she wants to be. Hmm. All right. It, ultimately, in in the end. Hmm. Or if there's a special freak hell where you know God's like, you know what, your life's been hard enough. Welcome to yeah, eternal under- freak show. Yeah, I don't understand why walking alongside Edward Mordrake once a year every year was such a privilege. It kind of hmm. seems like a drag. Yeah, I mean, I was elated because so many of my theories were proven to be correct, uh, and yet it kind of turned ash in my mouth when Elsa got to go to heaven, too, because I thought the freaks with or- Mordrake were, like, the good ones, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he he's separating the wheat from the chaff, and now that, uh, he, I don't know, Elsa gets his heaven thing, it's just it's not sitting well with me. So, also, I guess... Um... I get. I like the way that they killed her, without the freaks being seen. That yeah. was interesting. But my question to you is: When Twisty died, his mouth went back to normal. Yeah. Why does that one? Uh, I th- I think it's a dwarf mm-hmm. performer. Why mm-hmm. does he still have a knife sticking out of his head? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the one woman, she's got scars all over her face. It's all messed but, up. But Twisty's not perfect because he's still got that weird bloody scalp cap on. Yeah, but that's more like cosmetic. That's what he was wearing. These uh, other people have these injuries that will never heal. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand it. Yeah, no, that doesn't make a lot of thematic sense, too. Especially when whoever did the effects on his mouth did an amazing yeah. job. Now, by, like I said, Twisty's the far and away runaway best part of this season. Yeah. It was awesome. They spent a lot of time in these last couple episodes, I noticed, not putting Dot and Bet's heads on the same screen at the same time. I felt like Murphy made a bet, like, how few digital effects can we get out of this final episode? Yeah, you save some money on the twins and uh-huh. put some put some of it back into Twisty's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I feel like maybe we should just talk about the episode. Yeah, maybe we should. Okay. That's so- a podcast, folks. Let's do some pimping and do <laughs> So the episode opens with uh, Amazon Eve, the amazing lizard girl, Paul the Seal, and Ima Wiggles uh, unrolling Dandy's fancy new border. 
Uh, Can I just say for the final time that I'm a Wiggles makes no sense yeah. as a stage name. Like you said that I'm a like fat girl or, you know, I if you want to go that, Italian, I'm, I'm a hungry, but you can't do I'm no. a Wiggles. What does that even mean? No, I think I'm a was just a name. That's a name that people have. But it's also it's like, it's yes, like and Seymour is also name. and Seymour also is a name that people have. But when you have Seymour and butts together, you're clearly making some kind of punny joke. Right. I don't think that they're making a punny joke. I think they just gave her the name Ima. Well, that's that's a wasted opportunity. Is it? All I'm saying. These freaks have class, so I think you should. I mean, if to... you're gonna go, if you're gonna go normal, if you're gonna go normal name route, then at the least you can do is a Wilma Wiggles. Something's got a pleasant alliteration. There's a strip club down the street if you want to hear some really punny names. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, let's move on. All right. They're hanging the banner, and Paul is desperately trying to get them on the side of let's stay and milk this lemon cow. Maybe I'm mixing my metaphors. Yeah. Squeeze the lemon cow for all the milky juice it's got. Whoa. <laughs> oh, God. I just grossed myself out. Yeah. Milky juice is not something you want to hear So on a podcast. Anything to, to say out. about this scene? Uh, nope. Okay. Um. Then we cut to inside of the tent. Dandy is trying to get his lighting right. I like the uh, the parallels they're drawing between Elsa trying to get her spotlight right and sure. Dandy trying to get the right mood lighting. That was interesting. Um, the freaks come back and discover that uh, the banner has been hung, but they still haven't sold any tickets. It's already been a half hour. They may as well shut their doors. Um, he blames them and starts shaming the freaks for, I don't know, him not making sales. Sure. And, uh, Eve has had enough. She punches him out. They all quit and spit in his face and call him the boring one. You know what I thought was interesting was when he's going on this rant and he's going, you guys are all just yesterday's news. You're boring. We need new types of freaks. I'm like, Wow. That's really pointed criticism of this show. <laughs> I feel like we as an audience for the last six episodes have been saying that. Yeah. Boo, get off the stage. What the fuck? What, where's the real show? Do you think they're just taking their feedback and just like copying and pasting <laughs> it into the script? They are. They okay. are. Yeah. Um, so Elsa has made it to Hollywood right into the lobby of the president of broadcasting, Mr. Gable. Mm, I didn't get Clark. his first name. I don't think that's it. Pretty sure it's Clark. Okay. So she, for the fifth time, let's assume it's a five-day business work week. Uh -huh. This is the fifth time she's appeared, and she talks to the receptionist. Receptionist says, uh, he'll call you. Mm -hmm. And Elsa says, well, I'll wait. And she does. Chain smoking and... You know, and what's interesting is as she, they showed her the gloves on, the gloves off, and different like different angles and different light. I'm like, are seasons passing? <laughs> like, did we just go into winter and now it's spring? How long is she going to camp out yeah. in this guy's office? And I saw but, different hands on the left and the right, and I yeah. just kind of, was she switching sides? And they had a, she had a man hands. It was it's, it was confusing. So I, when they came back and it's like it's later that day, I'm like, oh, thank God, because I'm like, this is turning into Occupy Wall Street. Like, she's going to have a tent in this guy's lobby. Yeah. What, does she want the cops called on her? I mean... <laughs> well, clearly. Um, so then the receptionist goes to leave, and she confronts her and says, what the hell? You're just going to make me wait all day? 
And the receptionist says, yes, Mr. Gable snuck out the back. Um, and Ever since Gone with the Wind, he has to contend with all of his legions of lady friends. <laughs> and then the receptionist makes the fatal mistake of saying that Marlena did it better. Was she talking about Marlene Dietrich? Or uh, is this the... F had to be. Had to be. And was Marlene the friend that they've been alluding to all season? The, the mysterious past? Did she actually know her and like come up with her? I, that's a good, good question. I wish they'd explored that more because that was interesting to me. <laughs> the way Maggie Cold read her. Do you remember that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, they just dropped it. So um, I never quite got this guy's name. It Which guy? The guy who comes out to save her, the German yeah, sympathizer who it, changed his name to be less German. Yeah, yeah. And this is Mike Beck. Mike Beck. Okay. Or as uh, Michael, Michael as they Beck. pronounce in old right. country, Mike Beck. It's a German pronunciation. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he just happens to be the junior vice president of casting. And very junior, turns out. He just hangs around the lobby all day. What a creep. Yeah, clearly. And he uh, he takes a shine to her girl here. And well, of course, you, you, you walk in, you see a woman belt another woman and then screech at her. Uh, you want to come out on the side of the woman who just belted the other woman and is screeching. And in fact, you want her to dominate you and then marry her. Yeah. This is a solid relationship I see forming. Um, no problems. <laughs> We also get a shot of uh, Elsa sitting on her side, and you can see her legs are incredibly real. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's like, look, you. I mean, I obviously they they can't make her, they can't chop off her legs, but it's just funny knowing that they're supposed to be wood when you can actually see like the fat and skin and muscles slide around. <laughs> it's like that's not. Yeah, and and with the sort of like tiger wood. Uh -huh. that they used go right through that hose you can see right through those oh hose. yeah yeah you can them, see right you can through see it. right through them hose mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay so we see dandy preparing putting on his makeup and uh he's getting ready for his first big show so you didn't get a freaks but you did get a showtime you did get a showtime and you think that that made up for it no I okay like why you said freaks all right. I'm just saying from this point in the episode forward, everything that Dandy says could be said as Mark Hamill, the Joker from Batman the Animated Series, and would make perfect sense. All right. I'll have to have you demonstrate that in a All while. All right. I will. I'm happy to. <laughs> so uh, so Dandy leaves. He takes a nice stroll around the the grounds. Paul come, approaches him and uh, gets shot right in the head. Mm. And that then, was shocking. That was shocking. I gasped. And then uh, you see the lizard girl hears the shot, and she's hiding between the sheets. And this is this was really good visual effect. Yeah, this was an amazing. I mean, this show does this very well. But the whole construction of the sheets, and then the, him looking over at her, and the blood getting blown out onto the sheets, just yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we. He goes into the tent where they're popping popcorn. And <laughs> Would you like to explain to the audience what just happened? <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried to keep it together. <laughs> but Aaron just started to take a drink out of his cup and the straw went straight up his nose. <laughs> and not only that, but when I went to set the, like, take the cup away from my face, it stuck there. 
Oh, God. <laughs> okay. All right. That so just we're happened. leaving that in, I guess. Yep. Okay. So he goes into the tent and they're popping popcorn, which uh, Aaron had to explain to me why they couldn't hear the gunshots, which I still am not buying. That's the thing. They pop the popcorn specifically. So when someone said, you can hear the bird, then you're like, well, they're popping popcorn. Yeah. Of maybe course. it's a post. They were rewatching the episode and they were like, this isn't working. Put some popcorn noise over it. Well, the problem is no one in Hollywood has ever shot a gun or been within, you know, miles of. Well, that's not true. They live in L.A. But uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, So he shoots the dwarf guy whose name we never got to know, but he's our favorite, obviously, because it's a smooth it's recovery from little the man, trip, right? trip last episode. No, right. No. You sure you want to go with that? I thought that's what they said his name was, or Tiny Man or something. And then Legless Susie tries to make a daring escape, but uh, is shot. And uh, Desiree is hearing this whole thing, and she uh, goes to hide. Dandy walks Which disappointed me. Another disappointment. Like, I'm glad that Amazon Eve tried to regulate, but honestly, uh, I could have used Desiree smack... they could have made this episode 10 minutes shorter if Desiree came out of her trailer and just hit him with a frying pan, knocked his ass out cold. We wouldn't have to have the stupid fake wedding, and we couldn't have gone right to him being tortured, water tortured to death, right? Desiree yeah, hiding in the sure. closet and, and not helping out a friend Amazon Eve really made me upset. I didn't like that. Yeah, I agree. That's not the Desiree so, I know. Yeah, this is the Desiree that tars and feathers a man for tattooing right. her friend. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, Dandy is just walking throughout the camp, shooting all these randos. Um, he finds Ima Wiggles, and he kills her. Uh, Desiree is hiding in her trailer, and Dandy comes in and is searching throughout the trailer. And then uh, Eve pops out. And with an axe, this should have been cooler than it with was. An axe. Yeah, it's kind of like when in the movies someone gets to jump on someone and they're holding a gun to them and they say, Hey, you, or something to get their attention before they kill them. Yeah, giving them an opportunity to get away or make some kind of move. Mm-hmm. I've always hated that, and that's what happened here. Yeah, um, and that's what happens to Eve. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Somehow loses, even though she's been able to kick the ass of a strong man while she was half asleep. <laughs> and the dude's only five foot tall, though, just for the record. Yeah. It was a gross size and reach mismatch. Yeah. So I'm glad they showed him uh, shooting her in the knee first to make it level. <laughs> and then he kills her. Yeah. And then uh, and then he goes back to his... Although I didn't understand the, the, the way they framed the block, the scene, because it felt like the gun was... In Desiree's kitchen, it was. It was like in the middle of the floor, but then Wait, and, the, and the door is like four foot away from that. Yeah. So it's like that's effectively six plus feet away, and Dandy barely got his up, barely got his shoulders through the front door, and suddenly she, he's got the gun. Well, I think that's just sort of like the architecture of a trailer. Is as soon as he hit the stairs, uh-huh. it just tilted it completely, <laughs> and the gun slid into his hand. Just, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, Plus, yeah. it's the, like the swamps, and they're kind of sinking a little bit. I mean, a stiff breeze it's just happening. Science. Sure, okay. sure. Anyway, he goes back to the twins' uh, tent where he has them tied up and gagged. Uh, anything else to say about this? No, not really. So, Other than I really noticed how fake ass the heads were on the twins right about now. Yeah, like it's very conspicuous when 
you're you're shooting her from the back to only one of those heads is real. Right. Um, Which I thought was amusing. Mm-hmm. They've been so above average and uh, you know, more exceptional than I thought they'd be that I almost felt like Murphy was trolling me. Yeah. But <laughs> he's like, I got you this far and now I'm just gonna let you go. Yep. So uh Jimmy and his stupid hands show up <sighs> and let I'm me never guess. gonna guess what he does. He screams. He screams. Does he say like no or just just scream at the top of his lungs? I think it was a little bit of both. You know what I didn't expect him to do? What? The tromp in from God knows where. I guess he like was left in the barn alone for three days and he's 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 ravenously hungry and he just grabs raw hamburger that's been out left out all day long and shoves it in his face with his wooden flipper hands. What are you going to do? What the fuck? What, what are you going to do? What did he eat? Raw hamburger or cat food or dog food. <sighs> nah, this guy, dog food's like more savory than that. Like, I feel like, you know, dog food resembles the inside of a Taco Bell burrito where <laughs> cat food just, cat food, wet cat food is at its own level of disgusting. I know. It's really bad. It's horrible. They're all, it, all. I wouldn't want to eat a single one of those three things raw. But or... I, I would eat raw hamburger first, then wet dog food, no then way. wet cat food. No way. At least I know that the cat food and the dog food have been processed enough that it's not like. Oh yeah, I wasn't thinking uh, of uh, unhealthy. It's cooked. It's what, gross. But... Wasn't thinking of mad cow or anything like that. Mm, yeah. Well, you gotta think. Point well taken. Something Jimmy is not doing. <laughs> Ever. Um, so he's walking around and he's screaming and he's looking for his people and then he goes into the main tent and finds the pile of bodies. Um, Desiree jump scares him and he screams again. <laughs> yeah, why? Why? Why do you sneak up on someone and then slap them in the back? I just the sound effect they made was almost like a gunshot and I I did I did jump it worked but it was kind of like. You know, there's some practical jokes where the people play on you and you laugh and it's kind of funny. And there's Mm -hmm. some practical jokes where you're just pissed after they're done. Yeah. And then everybody's kind of pissed. That's Uh what I felt like. There's jump scares that are fun, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Every horror movie's got them. But there's jump scares you're just like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. And that's how I felt about this one. I agreed. So uh, then we go back to the Mott house. Sure. And Dandy and the twins are getting married. Mm-hmm. For reasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will say that Murphy has done a very good job of getting me punch drunk, like with flashbacks and futures that don't happen and alternative realities that I was really, just really ready to go with anything. It's like, okay, yeah. they're getting married after he brutally murdered them. Sure, why not? This is a dream sequence or it's future yeah, or it's I all lies. I you saw Mopatita as their flower girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything could happen. Yep. Um, so he talks about how happy so they'll throw be. throw a bouquet. They throw Russell Edgington's giant penis. And whoever catches it <laughs> yeah, is the where next. where did that thing go and why? I can't believe we got out of the season with that scene. We got, we saw twin sex. I we did it, not get giant dong. I needed at least a ginormous shadow. Well, that's the the, the double standard. Like the Male and female bodies. I mean, we got to see plenty of triple tits. We didn't get to see any, any dong. It's cruel. It's Forked cruel. or otherwise. So, also, with that being also, said, I maintain that there were two giant dicks. Also, canon. This so so. The other thing I'm disappointed with Murphy is on Freaks. They're alleging something really bizarre is going on in this man's pants, and the best he can come up with is he's got a giant Holmesian tool. Like I 
felt like every everyone that emailed in with the fork penis theory and yeah. advanced that. It's like that was that had to be on the table. Like that was a part one of the universe of things that they could have chosen from in the writer's room. And they went with just giant dick. I know. Fork dick is so much better that I was let down by giant imagine dick. Imagine them brainstorming and he's like, all right, all right, I got it. The hooker unzips his pants and he's got a giant penis. Right. And then, you know, all the writers in the room who are getting their first jobs <laughs> are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's gold. Let's go with it. Yeah. No, I mean, fork dick for the win. For the win. So he tells them how happy they're going to be and... um it's at this point that they decide to discuss what their sex life will be right, be like. And Dot says, well, I can just drift away and leave my body. And he's like, well, I want you there, baby. No drifting. This is a no <laughs> drifting zone. So uh, if if they were going to commit, why didn't they just commit? Like, why didn't they both pretend to love him? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know, because they were both playing the part that, you know... Bet was the one in love with him. Dot's the one who's just not sure because she was the one who's skeptical and was, you know, they're trying to get... Uh, the, I guess they didn't know the depths of his delusion. Although the fact that he kidnapped, married them, and believed that it was happening is a pretty deep delusion. Agreed. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I can see why they did it, but knowing Dandy the way I do, that was completely unnecessary. Were they trying to trick us as the audience as well to make us think that maybe they were finding a way out? Well... That's the kind of meta explanation that I hate, but probably. Meta world piece. Yeah. Um, so they go down for dinner. She's got a new fancy, fresh, triple-titted uh, maid? Mm, or just yeah. kitchen maid? I don't know. Those are in high demand. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking about how he can't wait to have babies, especially those cute little freak babies with two heads. And it's going to be so cute, and they're just aghast, and all for it at the same time. It's weird emotions in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's drinking up the champagne. It turns out that the champagne is drugged, and Desiree is there, rips open her blouse to reveal it's her for one last time to see her, her tits, I guess. Yeah, we haven't, I guess, seen enough of them. I really like the twins' double-click toast. Yeah, that the was double great. double-clink toast, rather. Yeah, it was a good good effect. Very good. I'm I really like it. I'm curious how to do that. I'm going to start double-fisting drinks at every party and cheersing <laughs> myself. Clink. Why do you have two? Because I have two heads, of course. You know, <laughs> and you know what? I'm always going to be standing nearby to say, wow, those are incredible special effects. Yeah. <laughs> it's the emperor's no... Emperor, emperor has no clothes. You really look like you have two heads. Aaron has one head. That's what the book is going to be. <laughs> um, yeah, add that to the list of schemes we have to get ourselves kicked so out many. of places. <laughs> so many. We invented them by the day. You plans for the Fifty Shades of Grey premiere. <laughs> it's going to be bananas. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, anyway, <clears throat> I'm just going to allude to something that I'm not going to tell you about. So he is aware enough that he tries to stab Desiree with a butter knife. Mm-hmm. And again, why they need to diminish her character here? Because all she was going to do is go. <gasps> sure. And uh, luckily, Bet has his golden gun. Golden so she gun. shoots him in the arm. Yep, right in the arm. Expert marksman Bet with the left hand. Sure. Dead eye. And the hip shot. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then for some reason, 
Jimmy just wanted to be in on the charade, so he dressed like a butler. Yeah, and they they flash back to show how he got on the grounds like it was some giant great feat. They she took him out in the gardens, and Jimmy's hiding behind the one bush they were feasting in front of. Yes. Are you kidding me? It's so in in his <sighs> uh, Indiana Jones Junior outfit. It's ridiculous. I hate that hat. I hate him and his stupid hands. <sighs> well, the good news is we've got more screaming. Yeah, and Dandy is now the star attraction. Yep. So Dandy then wakes up uh, naked in about an inch of water. And we find that he is chained to this Harry Houdini escape tank. And uh, he makes an impassioned plea to Bet and Dot. He says he'll forgive them for all of this. She tells him that she hates him. Um... And then I really hate to say this, mm-hmm. but I was very bored during Desiree's speech. Mm. I was like, just wrap it up. Yeah. And even more so when it got to Jimmy, I was like, just don't even. Yeah. Because um, his speech basically consisted of him screaming, murderer! Yeah. I mean, it was just it was, it was was just Scar from The Lion King, minus the charisma and sexy voice of Jeremy <laughs> Irons. Is <laughs> oh, his acu- accusation of Simba. Only without those things. Be prepared. <laughs> um, so they drown and him. This is what I mean by you can substitute any line that uh, Dandy says ah, in yes. the Joker reading. Because, I mean, look at some of this choice stuff. Look at some of this choice stuff. It's like, come on, bats. You can't punish a man for fulfilling his purpose. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I can't die. I'm immortal. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's it's insane no. Arkham Asylum shit. No, I agree. It's very, very well done by 1960s Batman standards. Yeah. Um, George Romero ended up. Well, not George. Who was that? It was some Romero. Roman Romero? Caesar Romero. There you go. Oh, yeah. Original Joker. Um, some say the best Joker. Those people are idiots, but they <laughs> do say it. They watch him drown while they eat popcorn. And... Uh, God, Desiree is just killing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way she's eating this popcorn just is so much sad. That's what I'm saying. Like that Desiree does not match up with the ha ah, Desiree from yeah. the previous episode. She hits him with the frying pan. We get we skip the ridiculous dinner scene. We we skip the ridiculous flashback of how Jimmy got in there with his biker tough guy get up. We skip, um, and it doesn't diminish her character. I super bothered by that because mm-hmm. she is so fucking awesome in so many of these things she is i seriously hope she comes back and i thought his death was real. i thought you know watching a man even a person you hate watching a man chained to a tank and drown to death at why that is that's horrible that is yes it's hardcore and her uh line that boy's a star <laughs> just so awesome yeah ah i hate the rest of the things they did with her mm. yeah and that's her that's the uh last thing that dandy has to say to the show as well mm-hmm. i hate you i hate you i hate you i hate you yeah and then he dies well we're just kind of ambivalent about you so <laughs> sorry it didn't work out better luck next season so uh elsa's a star yeah she Told is through fun flashback newspaper things yep she's getting her own star on the walk of fame she has three Emmys. She has albums. Did you catch those album titles? 
Uh, the the one that stuck out in my mind was the Merry Christmas Noodle Mouse. Oh, I love that. So hilarious that that uh, applause on that writer's room. I you know that that might be worth a fork dick because <laughs> I wouldn't have come up with Merry Christmas Noodle Mouse. Noodle Mouse, yeah, no. Wonder what that means. Noodle Mouse. Oh yeah, you're right. It's a German thing. It's yeah, like deflator it's a German mouse. word. K n u d d l e m a u s. Google it right now. Okay. How do you spell so, it? How did you know it was spelled that way? Because I read it. It showed it on the album cover. <laughs> wow. Eyes of an Eagle. Marshall <laughs> Brave Star. What would you say that? What, how do you spell that? K-N-U-D-D-L-E-M-A-U-S. Oh, my God. It's actually a Google result. What's it mean? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's a YouTube video that looks like a crazy-ass 50s movie. Oh. Um... Yeah. Listen to the American Horror Story podcast where we Google things in real time. Yeah. So uh, while you're watching YouTube, the uh... here. Wait a second. I want to. I'm going to mark this as an edit because I want to see what this is all about. This is Noodle Mouse by Ehr- Ehrlich Schnauz. How old is it? F- fucking old. This is what it looks like. God damn it. Did you want some of this? Mm-mm. Oh, you spelled it wrong. It's L-E. Well, this is what came up. We'll go back to the Google results. I want to see. There's no, like, German translator? Jesus. Yeah, it, autom- it, it corrected me to Noodle Moss. There's just as many results for that spelling as there is of the other one. I thought you didn't like peppermint stuff. What are you talking about? That's just hotel shit. And I didn't buy it for myself. I bought you a present. Hmm. You're not the only one I consider. Yeah, I don't know what Noodle Mouse is. No, it's lemons you don't like. Okay. All right, I got it. Okay, just... So, I looked up this Noodle Mouse, and there's actually an artist by the name of Ulrich Schnauz uh, that made this album called uh, Far Away, Trains Passing By, and it's got this kind of... I don't know, what would you call that? Ambient organ music? Yeah. And one of the songs is called Noodle Mouse, and I looked up the the translation and it means plush mouse oh well so it's a reference to I feel Mickey like that's mouse something right she, no i feel like that's something she, well maybe i feel like that's something she probably called ma petite a time or two she uh, she always had some really cute nicknames for her right but apparently uh murphy is an ulrich schnauz fan i doubt it um so anyway 
We go to the set with Elsa where she is shooting a commercial for instant coffee with her husband as well. And, uh, which I liked, I, I love it when the show does that aesthetic, like, you know, we're going to get uh, mad men level recreation of a particular type of era of entertainment or culture. And they did that with this advertisement. And I thought it was really, really charming and funny. And then it really worked when it turns out she's an epic bitch behind the scenes. Yeah. That's worthy of to the surprise of no one. She is a huge diva. So, uh, Backstage after the show or the commercial, I guess, the vice president of publicity comes to see her um, and they want her to do a Halloween show and she's got some big ideas. And I got such a prediction boner because I'm like, yes, I knew as soon as I heard Halloween that my prediction was going to come true. And I just shook my head as I am doing now. Um, she refuses to perform on Halloween, obvi, and uh, it's revealed that Mike, Michael, is into this uh, dom, dominatrix stuff that she does. Which doesn't fit their relationship, where it seems like he... I don't understand why he's being made out to be such an asshole when I have yet to see any evidence. Like, no. if you're going to make him this huge, like, antagonist to her, make him at least say something mean every once in a while. But he's just, he's just sort of... I don't know. And I, I get that it's perfectly possible to have a man be, like, I guess, super dominant dominant and dismissive and commanding in the business world and mm -hmm. then very submissive and a quote-unquote pussy in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. It's weird to have that relationship with the same person. Yeah. Like, I could get – I mean, I, and maybe this happens all the time, but in my headspace, I could see – you're submissive in the bedroom and then see each other as equals outside of the bedroom. But to flip it to where like you're the boss here and I'm the boss here. It, I don't, I don't get that. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying I'm ignorant and I don't understand. Maybe it, it started it felt as false something to me. like it felt, that before. It felt very muddled. In the beginning, I think she was the weak kitten that he was helping. And then as her, and then, you know, sexually, that's a different thing. Sure. And then, as her star rose, she became more and more aggressive and overbearing on him. And now it's this relationship that's crumbling apart. That makes sense to me. But, I mean, it's literally the way the scene worked was she says, what has my pussy husband told you? They flash back to him being on her knee or his hands and knees with a dog collar on and her and her bondage get up. And then it flashes back. And, like, ten seconds later she's saying, you don't respect me. You don't listen to me. You think you know more than me. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, if the, if the, re, if the relationship evolved from the one thing to the other, why did we need to know the one thing? I feel like Murphy just really wanted to pay off his dominatrix stuff. And that's a large part of a lot. The problems of this episode is that he wanted to pay off a bunch of shit that he had set up in the season and he couldn't do it. So he would rather do it half-assed and not pay off at all, yeah. which maybe that's a smart choice in the age of the internet where, People will talk about the omissions and the flubs and the drop plot lines as much as they'll talk about how stupid something is. I don't. I mean, maybe you're going for the. I don't even know what I'm, the point I'm trying to make. No, I get it. Um, and it's like take it's down just... movie mistakes, listicle culture. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's trying to overfulfill that and be kind of silly and dumb and have people talking about it and then still tuning in next year. You know, you're right. It seems like he's aware of how ridic ridiculous this is, 
maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but it's, if this is the case, it's on another level. He's so ridiculous that he knows that if you go overboard and make things not really add up, people will just pay more attention to the flash than they will call out all these mistakes. Like we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, you. Oh. And now we look silly for giving it any credence, but then it's like, what kind of a mastermind would think that far ahead? I know. I, ah, my God, I'm going to be awake at night trying to figure this out. <laughs> so we've got an entire year to recover. How ridiculous I am. Yeah. No, sure. Okay. So anything more on that scene? Um, she has another engagement, Maximo. Is that where we're at? Yes. Okay. So, uh, Elsa meets Maximo in her courtyard, um, which is, oh no, this isn't Florida. Sorry, I was going to make a Florida joke, but I can't. Um, so she meets him in the courtyard and they have this talk and they reminisce like they do. I, I didn't understand her words of wisdom. Always leave them dinty more. I don't, you know, it's like, it's an okay cup of soup it's pretty high of, in sodium but that didn't make sense to me it's like a german thing really yeah Just like give people stew more? is something yeah. that they always leave because they always want you to be full i don't know it's like amish friendship bread they just give stew yeah exactly okay. that's what she meant by that and uh she talks about her husband and how he cheats and so does she i just am not buying it he seems like the kind of guy who will be passive aggressive while he masturbates into the sink, but not <laughs> and not to go out and cheat on her with anybody else. I mean, she's like this huge celebrity, right? Yeah, sure. She's this powerful woman who's got this control over him, right? Uh-huh. So him cheating on her seems really ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so uh, she says she's cursed. She wanted all this fame, and now she's got it, and she's cursed with that as well. She could be loved or she could be famous, but she can't be both. Poor her. She she wished wished for love at some sort of friend's birthday. She blew out her candles for her. No, that that there. <laughs> she's referring to Ethel baking her the cake from early in the season. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a childhood dream. No, no. She said eight years ago tonight or today. Oh, okay. So, or it wasn't actually today because that was after Halloween and this is before Halloween. But whatever, eight years around. So it's approximately this man who on the German calendar, it would have been exactly <laughs> eight years. This man who a couple years ago said that all the love had been burned out of his soul, uh-huh. uh, professes his love to her. And she says, cool. Well then let's run away and go do something together. And he says, nah, I'm just going to die in a month ish. <laughs> so I have this new that. thing. It's in my lungs and it's spreading other body parts. We haven't got a name for it yet. Was cancer like the AIDS of the fifties? People knew about cancer since that's what I kind of thought. Since there were people to die from cancer, he was excri- <laughs> describing cancer without calling it cancer. I just thought it was funny. Is that what it was? Yeah, because he said, I've got this thing in my lungs and it's spreading to the other parts of my body and it's 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 taking over my body systemically like an unstoppable rebel force. It's uh, she's an entertainer, it's like a cancer. I don't know what to, what's the word for it. What's the English word for it? English word for the the, the cancer. Yeah, in, um, in Italy we call it cancero, but I don't know what you call it in, in the English. I don't know. That's, that's not at all. No, um, I don't know what kind. <laughs> He's got this very weird, muddled Italian accent. I don't know what to do with hey, it. Hey, don't you talk about Danny Houston that way. <laughs> anyway. He goes off and dies. And so... um. <laughs> Her husband comes home with the studio head 
Mr. Gable, who looks like the biggest scumbag I've ever seen. I don't uh, know about you. Yeah, Clark has not aged well. No, he hasn't. Just like uh, when I saw Gene Kelly as an old man. That was, was like, shocking. Oh my God, his skin is just hanging off of his boots. That was shocking. We watched what? What was that on the Singing, uh, in the Singing Rain. Rain special features yeah. on the the Blu-ray? Our favorite movie. We we decided to watch it at, just after watching the whole movie, and you know Gene Kelly is like incredible. a fucking man. He's an, he is an incredible and man. and just an all-around specimen, and just so talented. And then you see and him. You know what's funny about in that? his seventies, and it's just like oh, it's because that commentary to tie it all back together was full of Glee characters. Yeah, it was. Super young Lee characters. Mm, is there a connection there? What's really creepy is that's what awaits all of us. Father Time waits for no one and oh, has no, no, no mercy. I'm performing next Halloween. From <laughs> Brain or Shine. It's over. <laughs> Checking out. All right. So uh, they tell her that they found her snuff film. And for some reason, this horrible thing that was done to her these men tying her up and cutting her legs off will ruin her career. You know what? This, I believe that in 50s. This clear victim of this heinous crime. I believe that because there would probably be a narrative of, well, she was in a sex film. She's a whore. She deserved it anyway. Also, I find it surprising that her husband has never seen her without her hose, her magical No, he invisibility said, you told hose. me you, there was oh, a yeah, railway accident. True. Boom, podcaster. A railway accident. Jesus. Yeah. He, An entertainer he, by the railway, that'll ruin a girl's career. Yeah. Anyway, I he or know. she who is without mistake should cast, cast the, the first, first pod. Leg. Oh. <laughs> should cast first pod is what I was going to go with. I like uh, that. That's an, uh, can you put that on the t-shirt? Oh, because I would like to buy that from you now. Sure, sure. So, uh, so let, the question. Was, okay. Answer. Is this eight millimeter plot? The snuff film plot, an elaborate ploy to extort her to performing for her Halloween show under contract? No, because they said, well, we don't even want you. You're ruined. She's like, all right, I'll do it. But also, that's, and then they put her on. Like, mm -hmm. if she was actively being ruined by these eight millimeter things that are hitting the press and there's nothing they can do about, I was Halloween like tonight? I, I, for some reason, I got like it was a, it was a while away. So it's almost like, okay, well, if you're going to perform for Halloween, stick or stick around. Yeah. And it made me feel like the it vice was some president kind of blackmail of attempt. Publicity wouldn't be coming to you the day or the day before. Yeah, they would. The Halloween performance. I mean, that's not how publicity works. You Hell gotta build no. that up. Right. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how they managed to do that. Couldn't she have just sung in her shower on Halloween and gotten the same effect? <laughs> yeah, you have to really be on your toes if you're a freak. <laughs> it's kind of like really ultra orthodox Jews that you know they can't use electricity and they can only walk so oh. many steps. And it's like that's how freaks are on Halloween. It's anyway, like like they said, they're performers, and it's got to be dramatic. They just stay in bed with a sheet wrapped around them, like a ghost. They oh god, they yeah, they're cosplaying as a ghost. That's a performance. <laughs> Boom, green mist starts rolling in. What can you do as a freak? On Halloween. Oh, jeez. You you take a sedative and just black out for 24 hours? That's the only way. The Any only kind way. of, like, exaggerating or... Yeah. Wow. You, you know, it's like, hey, let's stay in and play Cranium, guys. And everything goes well until the first charade cards. <laughs> and then the green, green mist. Green mist, no! We were just taking the day off. <laughs> All right. All right. So, lies, lies, all the lies... Um, this Time article will ruin her. So, uh, 
Her husband leaves the room and Mr. Gable says, and oh yeah, we did some research with our top-notch PIs. <laughs> yeah, this was a... Just now we decided to do this. Uh-huh. And uh, you we... used to own a freak show and now they're all dead and we blame you. And you're fired under your morality clause, but we'll still put you on television for this special. This right. makes no fucking sense no, whatsoever. Whatever. She gets to sing David Bowie some more. Um, Heroes. Sure. Which I, you know what? I haven't seen the video, but I hear it's a very similar likeness to David Bowie's original music video for Heroes. Oh, uh, she, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. Bowie had a little bit more range in costumes in this video, it seemed like, because I did watch a couple, a little bit of it at the whole thing, because I'm, oh, so busy. But, uh, <laughs> oh, so busy. I'm going to watch 30 seconds of the YouTube video, and I'm so, here's the thing. My attention span has been destroyed by the internet so much that literally I saw like a seven minute David Bowie video or whatever it was, and I'm like, ah, and starts dragging the timeline in ten in like fifteen second increments just to see the important things I wanted to see. That's interesting because and that's da- I love David Bowie. You're in a generation like there's a ten year generation gap between us, right? Right. Where, where you are of the internet age that's rush, 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 go, go, go. I am of that age where we will sit and binge watch Netflix all day. I got the time for a 15-minute video. I won't always watch them, but I will watch videos. I'll, I mean, I binge Netflix, but like, here's the thing. like, When I click on an article, if it's a video, I bat, hit back. I watch it. Because I need a text. I need text that I can skim with yeah. minimal retention. You That's what, what I'm looking for. I will for. only watch it if they haven't written everything that happens in text underneath the video. Because, you know, they do that. Sure. They're like, oh, and this happens, and then this happens. And I was like, cool, got it. Yeah, yeah, boom. <laughs> From this one clip that you chose, to sh- you know, what do they call that? The, the setup. Yeah. yeah. So she is performing Heroes while we are seeing what everyone's up to today. Desiree is with Theo Huxtable, and they have two beautiful children doing beautiful things. Mm-hmm. And then we see Shitty Jimmy and the Shitty Twins mm-hmm. are pregnant now. So good luck with that. And uh, then uh, Edward Mordrake and Twisty the Clown roll up on some green smoke and come for Elsa. Happy endings for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Twisty only gets one line where he says, it hurts, but only for a moment. And uh, Edward Moore says... Oh, you know what? Who doesn't get a happy ending? Oh, no, never mind. Lizard Girl was dead. Yeah. Who were the people (laughs) that were eating the popcorn? It was... Desiree, Jimmy, and the twins. Oh, the twins. Okay. So, yes, everyone Everyone. fucking got a happy ending. Mm -hmm. I saw someone shared with me a tweet on Facebook that said... Not a tweet. On Facebook? Yeah, it was an... What the hell's going on? (laughs) It was an image that said... uh, and just saying that three out of four seasons, who's the guy that plays Jimmy? Evan Peters. Three out of four seasons in American Horror Story, Evan Peters has knocked someone up. Really? Yeah. He's batting 750. That's true. Last year was the only one he didn't, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Gross. Why Evan Peters, of all people? Jesus Christ. It's bareback Avenger. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, Edward Mordrake says, you don't deserve to be with us. Go to purgatory, hell, heaven, and be with the freak show. And everyone's alive. And whenever Maximo gets around to dying, he'll be there, too. Probably. Hoink. 
Um, Except for he wasn't there, and this was several years. No, no, you're yeah, right. You're right. Days. You're right. This is like the fucking Titanic ending where Jax is waiting for her on the... Per- this is horseshit. Mm-hmm. What did Mordrake mean when he said, your place is not with us? It means she's too much of a douchebag. That he was performing suicide by freak clouds. And uh, he's like, that ain't right. You're too much of a freak for us. Ah, I just makes me sad. Now, I liked Twisty getting a happy ending of acceptance. And he's rolling around with a cool bunch of freaks that accept him. But I also got that plus... I mean, she's got her perfect little life that she always wished to be loved and be with all of her friends, even the ones she murdered. It's just, ah, it's so gross. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I hated mm-hmm. it the back half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she arrives at the show. Ma Petit is there being adorable as always. Got one last shot of Kathy Bates' Baltimore accent. Um, Meryl Streep's daughter and Paul DeSeal are getting married, or they're married now. Yeah. That was cute. They're cute. I like them. Yeah, I do. They can come back. Candy Striper dead. plus Seal Boy was uh, pure gold. Can- Can- Honestly, I would love Seal to Striper? see I would love to see uh, Matt Frazier become a recurring member of the cast. Well, well, I'd like to see him come back next season because that's the last one. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that gospel? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. He's calling it. Next season's last season, huh? Yeah. And I guess it's supposed to tie in all the seasons. And I guess Jessica Lang said that this was her last season, but I just don't. Let's finish this before okay, we yes. get into spe- yes, yes. speculation. Um, so everyone's there. And then here's the line I mentioned earlier is where <laughs> our favorite line from, what was it, the pilot? Might have been the pilot. Where Elsa was in the restaurant and she says, oh, you silly girl, stars never pay. Yeah. <laughs> Ethel repeats that back to her. Yep. When about uh, her sins, her when, many, many sins. Yeah. Elsa's wondering why she doesn't have to pay for her sins. It's because she's a star. And that's uh, that's Hollywood pop culture for you. Kind of strains my credi- credulity that Elsa Mars would be a sensation in the late 50s on American television. Agreed. That's some. some... Like, there's only one asshole that can get away with that, and that's Mr. Rogers. <laughs> oh man okay sure 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 okay so speculation about next season wow i don't have a lot because i was not well we started our talks about it but here's what i've got from reading and that is all the seasons are supposed to be tied together somehow and you saw some asylum um in this one there were some allusions to next season which ryan murphy said that they definitely were Mm -hmm. and that is the uh the top hat okay which appeared on a menu it appeared on a cup that maggie was drinking out of it appeared a couple times it was on purpose okay um and jessica lang said she wasn't coming back but i just i just can't buy that I'm with you. I I th- I think that she could be talked into coming back. Yeah, if if she's like pinky promise, swear, cross your heart, and hope to die, this is the very last one. I mean, because what else is she doing? Right. Some other things, but this is by far the most popular. No, it, it feels like that she is available. Yeah. 
maybe she's like, if it's some some weak sauce like the end of this season, I reserve the right to not come back. But no, I I feel like if she was given good material to work with, I mean, this is it's. I feel like every every season she's on this is another potential uh, Emmy win for her. Yeah, sure. She I mean, she's, she's a perennial nominee, and mm-hmm. she does really excellent work. Mm-hmm. And you know, Elizabeth Moth, Elizabeth Moth, Elizabeth Moth, Elizabeth Moss is not going to be on, eligible for the Emmys next year. Why? Well, I mean, Mad Men's going off the air. Oh. Well, I mean, I guess she could be really awesome in in the uh, the the Lake thing she's doing. I don't know, but oh, she's in True Detective. Oh, no, you no, just no. said that. You just said that. I really wanted it to be true. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was a rumor. Okay. We're getting far afield. So far afield. So, um, I heard some speculation that next season was going to be about aliens, which would be cool. Next season, I thought maybe, I don't know, it's a top hat and it's always upside down, like it's being tipped at somebody. So I yeah. thought it was going to be a magician until I saw Chester. Chester, And then I was like, oh, that's too close. They could still do a lot of mag- magician, uh, And also, it's like, they've covered both brands of magic. They've covered the real... Right, and Papa... Papa do or something like that. Yeah. He was wearing the top hat uh, and it's a voodoo kind of magic. So I don't really. So is that a, could that possibly be a Victorian England nod? And that this is like a Jack the well, Ripper it's type also, of thing. I also heard that it's supposed to be present day. Next season will be what the hell today. Top hat. Right. It's just, I mean, it's very clear. It's the same exact same top hat icon. Is it going to be like Showgirls the movie the the series? Showgirls the movie. The it's going to be American Horror Story Showgirls. Yes, that was a horror show. Yes. Oh, how about next season? Evan Peters dies first episode, just like Gabrielle Sibide, Sidibe, and then uh, shit. What's her name? The other girl, the puppet. The ventriloquist. Oh, puppet. yes. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know. She got name. two episodes and then she was out. Do that with Evan Peters next season, all female cast. Uh, opening scene Evan Peters opens his mouth to scream <laughs> because of something on screen that's happening. He gets shot in the Alien face before. Bef- yes, he just dissolves. By shooting him in the face. <laughs> he just dissolves into a burst of light. I love he it. He opens his mouth to scream and whoosh, he's gone. So we don't have any real ideas. This is just fun talking. But there are sure. some things that I want to bring up with you that I've been telling you I was going to do all season. And now oh, you've been these dying are the, to hear these about are the it. notes that you've been cribbing in yep. the margins the yep. whole season. Yep. Okay. First, first thing I wrote here is uh, the knife Elsa gave Bet <sighs> did not pay off. No payoff. Uh, that's that's I. I think me and Jim had the joke that that's, uh, you know, Chekhov's gun is when something is shown and then it's later proven to be, you know, vital to the plot. That's not a joke. That's a real thing. No, it's not. No, but I said me and him's got the Sulu's, like, this is Sulu's knife. It's something that's shown and never pays off. You know, Chekhov, Sulu. Are you not a Trek nerd? No, I'm a Wars nerd. Oh, you can be both, you know. That's well. I'm, I happen to not be. I'm by stars. You first will. generation, but <laughs> I don't by know. Stars, you will. Okay. By stars, you will. All right, all right. That's what I love about you, George Takei. I know you. You like George Takei. I've seen you share his show. I on like Facebook. George Takai. Okay. <laughs> well, George Takai was Sulu on Star Trek. Boom. The next thing I wrote down was. I wanted to point out the soldier that was following Elsa as she lay as she left the port Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the one that saved her and brought her yep. to Maximo. Yep. Nothing about him. 
Nope. The nope. one that she said that she hated for saving him, and that mm-hmm. always always thought that should pay off, mm-hmm. and yeah, totally. That nothing. He, he never came back. Okay, Sulu soldier. Dandy's father. Oh my. <laughs> Dandy's father being undone by Dora did not pay off for us as our speculation, but we never know what really happened to Dandy or who his father was. Yeah, yeah. Which brings me to my next point is. Uh, Dandy is bloody face or bloody face ancestor. Just can't happen. Okay. Um, and Theo Huxtable coming back was my last point, but we did see him reappear. So, and I gotta say, I was really kind of skeptical that that would pay off, but it was sweet. If we had never, uh, let me ask you this: If we just saw Theo Huxtable with her and two very beautiful children. Do we really need the 30 seconds of him talking about, oh, yeah, Mama's Barbecue's the best or whatever he was saying to her about how, you know, sexy he found her or how he's ending his confirm. He's no longer confirmed bachelor because I had this theory that no, he was you know gay. What? You know what? Here's all I needed was him was the kids running him, chasing them, her uh, playfully chasing them and then stopping and seeing the TV looking like she was reminiscing and then running after that. That'd be nice little cameo. That's, it. that's all you needed. I, I, I'm, do you I think, get the idea. Do you think they're going to get him back next year? And that's why they were very generous with giving him like a three-episode deal? No. Because, yeah, the more I think about it, the more we didn't need to meet him for that moment to pay off. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I don't think he's coming back. I mean, especially since if it's going to be present day. Unless yeah. they want to go heavy on some flashbacks. But I don't think so. Okay. What else? Feedback and pimping. Pimping, then the feedback. Uh, yes, pimping. There's a lot of ways you can support us here at baldmove.com. Well, there's uh, subbable.com slash baldmove. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have been really cranking out the commission podcast. Have you? Yeah, we've got a lot of them. We had the, Ooh, the invitation. I saw you just did the Watchmen. Did Watchmen, oh, hot insane. movie, invitation game. Tomorrow we're doing Ooh. the Big Lebowski. Probably won't make it out till sometime next week. Righteous. The reason we're fortunate enough to do this awesome stuff is because people commission us to. They pay it. They go into com, and there's an option where you can make us watch a few hours of your favorite entertainment content and then compel us to podcast about it. What a deal. What yeah, a deal. I know. Why hasn't anyone paid you to watch The Princess Bride yet? I because Jim is cooking the books is the only thing I can think of. Okay. Uh, there's also Patreon where you uh, dot com slash bald move where you can uh, sign up to see our live podcasts and our instant casts and lunch with Jim and Aaron's and Which... all this extra special content ad free feeds. Holy shit! Which Whiskey shows Tango are you Fox doing right now? Huh? Which shows are you doing right now? Well, we're doing uh, Breaking Good. We just started Justified. Next week starts The Americans. Week Ooh. after that, Better Call Saul and The Walking Dead. Oh my god! Full dance card. Then Tom and Kelly are holding it down in Downton Abbey. So, lots That's of cool lot. stuff. Lots of ways to support us. Don't forget Amazon.BaldMove.com. Steal some pennies from Bezos. Put them in our pockets. It adds up. It it, it uh, keeps us in Dinty more. Or go to support.baldmove.com if you couldn't understand any of that. Yeah, support.baldmove.com. Pick, pick your poison. But always leave Dinty more, of course. Always leave Dinty more. Uh, feedback. Kelly J. Uh, subject. Two words. Body. That's it? E-O-M. End of message. <laughs> that pretty much... Uh, yeah. Kelly's a little underwhelmed. No, I agree, Kelly. 
Anthony Basish said, as your resident David Bowie fanatic, I was thrilled by this finale as once again we were treated to yet another anachronistic cover. That's good. I like that song. Yeah, me too. This time it's Heroes, a song written by Bowie while he was still living in Berlin. Didn't the Foo Fighters remake that a couple years back? I don't know, but I first heard it on Moulin Rouge. Mm. It's about two lovers on the eastern side of the Berlin Wall considering escape to freedom. It's also interesting to note that the wall would go up just a year later after the episode takes place. Oh. You may be wondering why all the Bowie songs. I, I saw am. I saw a Ryan Murphy quote back in October that said he considered Bowie one of the first freaks in pop culture and wanted to pay homage. Okay. Or homage. 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 I don't think he knows how to pay homage. No? I think he just knows how to recreate things that have already been done. Yeah, I'm, supr- yeah, I'm surprised he just didn't do a shot-for-shot shot remake of the David Bowie video with David Bowie. I know. Uh, she also took the likeness from the original video. Uh, and just as an FYI, the military letters for MPH is November Papa Hotel. Well, maybe if you're a communist son, you can subscribe to that NATO alphabet. But I only truck with the Joint Army Navy Phonetic Alphabet, in which case it would be Nan Peter Howe. <laughs> so put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> moving on to Kells BR. Was that a clue for next season? Mosimo said that he was in Nevada building towns that they would use to blow up atomic bombs. Wasn't there a theory about nuclear testing on people? That's right. That was the other theory. Next season, American Horror Story, Incredible Hulk. It was the Operation Top Hat. That's right. Oh, shit. Oh, we already talked about this. Well, that's fine. Now we're tying it all but, together. But... Again, Murphy style, just murdering all these pet theories. Right, but Murphy did say that it would be in present day, so that doesn't really work. But it seems to line up, right? And there's probably some kind of... I bet there is a tie-in. Something went wrong with uh, Operation Top Hat that like makes zombies in the present day or is, that stretches out to, to... that we're still affected by it. I bet I, that, that's got strong legs. That's I got guess. strong... Mosimo finely crafted wooden legs okay. that are made for walking. Perfect. Uh, she continues, Aaron, I implore you to watch Murder House and Asylum. You really can't fully podcast on AHS without seeing all the seasons. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because then she goes on and beats me up a little bit more. Oh, I can't I, I want to watch Murder House and Asylum. I just haven't had time. We kind of like shotgun this whole we'll do American Horror Story thing and yeah. then... We were going to marathon a lot of it during the Halloween, but then we got off and watching a whole bunch of other horror movies and just doing that. I'll tell you what. If and when we come back for the fifth and final season of American Horror Story, mm-hmm. we will be fully prepared. Yes. I will have, make I will have seen now? both seasons. Do you want to make a pinky promise on it? Write meow. Yeah, sure. Boink. Boom. <laughs> it's binding. That's it legal. You all saw it. You are all witnesses. <laughs> You heard our fingers clasp. <laughs> you heard the pink. Uh, Joe N said, I challenge anyone to write a worse or dumber ending than this episode. If you can actually come up with something less entertaining, objectively more stupid than this finale, I'll donate money to the podcast for having to put up with this schlock all season. Why don't you just donate it to us because we already had to? Yeah. 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 We already did the did the time. I don't know if I can come up with something stupid. Or how about everyone that's community commission Aaron to podcast asylum 
<laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> that's not how it works. That's not that's thirteen hour thirteen hours of content to buy anyway. Get him hooked for the first two and then he has to come back for more. Well, yeah. Or like I said, pay me for something I'm gonna do anyway. That's always a popular option. But uh sure. Uh I'm trying to think, um uh, they've all podcast? They all started a podcast. That's what hell is. It's being in a freak show podcast. Excuse me? I don't know. Are you calling me the devil? <laughs> No, among other that's things. <laughs> Judd Jud B said, the finale was like the season, strong at a few moments, but overall unorganized and head-scratching. Danny's shooting spree as a means to dispose of all three of the freaks was the laziest plot I've ever seen a group <laughs> of writers come up with, and I've seen every episode of The Walking Dead. It was... Oh, boo, burn, take that, world Gimple. World star, <laughs> world star. <laughs> It was cool to see Twisty and Edward Moore Drake again, but during the episode, I was reminded of the sloppy finish to Murder House and Asylum and why I skipped Coven. Coven. Pretty much just watched the season because Bald Move was covering it, but if they're out for season five, I am too. Oh, damn it. We almost spared you, Judd, but we just pinky promised. Well, now Wait, you're no. have to come back. We didn't actually pinky promise we'll do the season. We pinky promised that if we do do if the season, when, I will we'll watch. Be that was the promise that was made. 26 hours of what Judd says is head-scratching and sloppy TV. Okay. <laughs> so I've got... There's <laughs> that. Uh, Mel- Melissa C. said, I haven't watched the last three or four episodes. Instead, I just listened to you two. This is very flattering that Aww. people are hate listening to our podcast. Well, I love it. Love listening to our podcast. Uh, she was wondering if we if we will be doing Girls. I don't know. We kind of said uh, we would. You know what? We said we would, but honestly, Aaron and Jean, um, Jim, Jim Jimbo. is how you pronounce that name. It's Jimbo. Jimbo have a very full schedule this winter. Yeah. They have the Americans. They have Walking Dead. They have whatever the hell you guys do all day. <laughs> they get a lot of stuff Better going Call on. Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. So this is something that we really like doing. We will continue to participate in Facebook threads mm. of girls, mm. right? Eh, I don't know. In forums, I would get on the forums for that. Okay, if you, yeah, we can get a we can get a forum on another TV. Sure, we're already we're already two episodes down. So we're watching it. We watch it. We like the show because I am going to be on the internet and. Oh, we can't, can we? What? We can't wa- live watch girls. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's Sunday, oh, shit. Sunday Why night. Why did you let me say all those lies? I was just wanting to see what would happen. Okay. I was going to say that now that I can live watch it, I will be on the forums because then I won't have to repeat my jokes. But now mm. no one will ever hear my hilarious jokes. Why can't you live watch it? Because you'll be live watching other things. Yeah, but I'll be like over here son. doing it. <laughs> I'll be over here doing it. So you could live. You'll be over here live watching girls. Not live watching girls, but you're not talking about actually being on camera, are you? No. What? Are you trying to call insinuate that I'm a cam girl too? No. While you're gone. No, no, no. Because whoever told you that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like to see your financials because you you must be you're you're more well healed than I would imagine. If you're doing cam an hour a week, my Mm. God, you're like make what ten thousand dollars. Well, you know what? It's really, it's really in bad taste to discuss finances with somebody, <laughs> with a business partner like ourselves. Sure, sure. Uh, let's move on to Nathan P. If you want to see my statements, better put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let's go with Nathan P. He's very passionate. Uh, no Chester, next to no Twisty, two characters massively underused this season. What they basically said is that Chester didn't really matter at all. Where is he? Is he dead? Is he in prison? Yes. An asylum? All Does this mean he will return? No. Do the twins feel absolutely nothing at all? Seriously, not yes. even a goodbye scene between the three? So many unanswered questions that could have been answered by one simple cutaway to Chester at the end. Do they want to bring him back later on? Funny thing is, I don't like having these massive plot holes to be answered the next season or maybe the one after or even the one after that. It's cool to have links like Pepper and Arden, but having a character like Chester, who seems to have won over everyone in the last few episodes, brought back in, say, season eight, will feel really bad. I got bad news for you, man. According to Cecily, this is, uh, this is done after next season, so... We never know, though. This is These are just words at this point. That's true. That's true. Um, it's all about the numbers. But I tell you what, if I gave my virginity away to a schizophrenic murderer, uh-huh. I probably would try my hardest to put that behind me as That's soon true. as possible. I wouldn't really mourn the loss of that person. That's true. But then again, I've never given my virginity away to a psychopathic murderer that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chester should have been introduced so much earlier to make the character arc seem more plausible and his descent into true madness more natural. Seriously, cramming an entire character arc into two freaking episodes was not the right call, especially consider the massive lull in the middle of the season. That is a true statement. As for Twisty, one line at the end, Murphy really pulled the number on everyone. So much for the fan theories that Twisty would get to kill Dandy or kill Elsa or kill Jimmy or kill the freaks or kill anyone. He kind of helped with Elsa. You know what my favorite thing to do is? Yeah. Is try to imagine what it's like to be a production person. Oh. You know, for Wes Bentley, how much time did he spend on set? Two days, maybe? Probably, if that. So all this stuff was shot way before. I don't know. I just think it's so much fun. Mopati only had a few days on set. Mm. Twisty the Clown, not that many days either. I don't know. It's got to be... Really hard work. Because you know they shoot these scenes out of order. Sure. So Twisty the Clown's got to be this forlorn character when he's doing a flashback and things like that. No, no. Television production and the jumpy around, everything's disjointed. You don't know what's going on. It's it's a, it's amazing that it, gets, it happens at all. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Jimmy, he continues. Um, Nathan does. Jimmy ended up with the twins. It made me annoyed. Jimmy had already turned them down for Maggie and the twins it got with Chester. Now, understandably, these two have their problems right now, but when does that equal Jimmy and the twins have starting a family together? Yeah, I mean, that's right on. Murphy was in happy ending mode for everybody, and that doesn't make sense. Jimmy turned the girls down pretty hard, and I'm pretty... And I feel like even though the girlfriend and your boyfriend are dead now, that... You just don't settle for each other? Mm. I don't know. I found that just about annoying as I found the end of Harry Potter. You know what? That's what this was. This mm-hmm. this whole fucking finale. That's a brilliant analogy. This whole it finale. Was you gave it to me. <laughs> this whole finale was the last chapter of the Harry Potter books. Yeah. Only arguably a despicable. Who's a despicable character, but he's not Voldemort. Like, I want to say Snape, but Snape was not a despicable character. He was. He didn't reveal his true feelings and alliances Wormtail. until the very end. Wormtail. Oh, Wormtail wow. gets a happy... He gets the happy... He gets the Harry Potter ending Luscious in Malfoy. One. Yeah. Or not Luke, Draco. Draco got just like, well, I got gray at my temples and I'm giving you a respectful nod ending. 
But anyway, yeah, I, I think Wormtail's a good mm-hmm. good one. Wormtail gets gets the happy ending. Like he's not Lord Voldemort, but he's certainly no damn saint. And why does he get to be so happy? Nailed it. Boom. Uh, he continues. Nathan does. Hey, I know your insane ventriloquist boyfriend act brutally sawed my lying, evil, psychopathic bitch wannabe girlfriend in half. But now that my lobster claw hands are gone, I'm a changed man, and so I want to marry you so we can start a family together. Which no. Are- he got rid of those lobster claw hands and then got them back. And now they're the most useless limbs ever. They're very good for stuffing raw hamburger in one's face. Oh, Creed. They are and amazing. Making babies, apparently. <laughs> um, also, even though I killed a cop in the first few days we knew each other, don't worry, I'm changed now. And I know you stabbed your mother to death, but that's okay. Since we're all killers, we can just raise a murder baby together. Seriously, they're all murderers, and they're all trying to murder each other with the blowing direction of the wind changing. We could call her Maggie after the girl who caused many of our friends to die, (laughs) or maybe Candy that rhymes with Dandy. This does not make sense. I agree with you, Nathan. You're on a roll. Continue. As for Elsa, why did no one try to contact her? Not even Jimmy? Jimmy is such an asshole. He knows Elsa's past and what she did for him, yet he still stays away from her? All he had to do was let her know that he was alive and that the girls were too. Instead, asshole Jimmy has a last laugh, stealing away the twins and getting away with everything. To summarize this season, Paulson and Bassett were killing it. MPH and JCL were great while they were actually on scene. JCL. Oh, man, I thought you were going to know that. Jesus Christ, Lauren. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Looperstar. Uh, and Lang's final fiesta on the show was great. I will miss her presence. Peters need to go, and so does Roberts. I'm fed up with them reliving, reliving their romance on screen with terrible characters and shit acting. Co-signed. Bates was good despite her accent. The real problem was we probably won't see all these freaks again. I really wish that we got to see these freak actors on screen because, again because they really made the show feel that much better. Mm-hmm. It's been a long journey with ups and downs, but it's been fun. See you guys on whatever you're covering next. Well, thank you. It's driving me crazy. Oh, who is JCL? Oh, no. It's the guy who played uh, Norm on Fargo, right? John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. Boom. That's his name. Boom. Saved it. Uh, Mike L., I got to give it to Ryan Murphy and company. They managed to produce a finale, a final stretch of episodes, really. Worse than anything I'd ever feared. No tension, little to no characters worth rooting for, and worst of all, zero payoff to anything that came before it. Remember the early days of the season? Ah, those twisty days. When most of us were feeling fairly optimistic about a true return to form. It started off so strong. So strong. Fresh off the brutally bad coven, I was really tricked into thinking this show could be something more than a poorly plotted hack job of a television series. Yet those early episodes are full of so many interesting plots and potential paths. Stanley and what's-her-name, Dell and Desiree, stellar cinematography, and eerie atmosphere. And the characters, the show in general, were just full of so much promise. Then the back half of the season arrived and all that promise was squandered by Murphy and the writer's unwillingness or inability to tell a satisfying and coherent story complete with payoff to the early episodes and fitting conclusions to the characters we've spent 13 hours of our lives invested in. I I agree. I think that they have um, the walking dead syndrome where they're raking in all this cash and they're, they just get so greedy. They're like, we're not going to spend any. We have all of this amazing talent. But we're just going to squander it on bad storytelling. Yeah, I I don't I don't know, man. With first-time writers on Angela Bassett. I I just am really hopeful that these characters are writing their own lines, doing a lot of improv stuff. 
Um, let's see what else he's got a couple, one more paragraph, I think. Um, si, or, no, I think that's it. He said, but Hey, at least we got to see, uh, all got to see Jessica Lang sing life on Mars one last time. Although it's, we could be heroes to be fair, but still, I take your no, meaning. They ended with life on Mars. Did they? Yeah. When? Remember she rolled out on the rocket ship. And that was oh. her, on, her encore performance. Right, right, yeah. right. I but think I don't that's, think she I think, I think that's where I stopped the DVR, so I didn't know. <laughs> no, she didn't actually start singing it. She just geared up and the music played. And Yeah, yeah. The rocket chair is pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, that's super annoying that we got three episodes of Twisty and two episodes of Chester, and we got a hmm. whole jillion episodes of Dandy. And Jimmy. Like, Dandy is plain <sighs> Greek yogurt. Okay, um, I like I like it. It's good, but I don't want to eat thirteen bowls of it, and that's what I was force fed with Dandy. I mean, Jimmy's a bowl of dog shit. I thought I thought he couldn't be more annoying in Coven, but again, at least he played a Frankenstein with a missing brain. It kind of fit. Yeah, it worked. And this season, he actually had to be a charismatic dramatic presence and it just didn't work and none of the other people around him were strong enough to elevate them to exactly, him or the material because his equation of drama is screaming yes yes it's screaming it's bad um man I, are we cursed yes because we were super excited for the finale season of true blood we're super excited for this episode of american horror and we just get kicked in the nuts i know it's like we're made to feel like fools but are we are we the fools or are they the fools that we make fun of? Ooh. This I don't is know. something I want you to ponder. Well, I've had a lot of fun. Have you? Podcasting with you. I guess I have too. I've <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of fun uh talking with you, the podcast listener, and enjoying your feedback and your witty repartee. That I have enjoyed. On Facebook and the forums. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to do another show. We're not going to wrap this thing up. I feel like Murphy did rolled it up in a carpet and threw Jeez. it in the swamp for the gators. Just like Dandy, we're going to shoot every one of you in the face and just leave. <laughs> <laughs> and But, however, the show's not dead as far as the discussion. Uh, we'll have one final post on Facebook when this thing gets posted tomorrow. Uh, where people can comment on, and we'll also have a thread in the forums. Hang out with us in the forums. We'll we'll patrol that and uh, talk about any frustration or praise for the episode. And although pretty much universally got panned, mm-hmm. so kind of bummer. We'll see if we're back next week. I have no idea when set or not next week, next year. I have no idea when Cecily and I are going to be doing something next, but hopefully not too long because I really do. I I enjoy enjoy casting a pod with you. Yeah. Da. Yep, yep. Like I said, <laughs> if you can remember when you fall flat on your face, just get up with a shaky ta-da. <laughs> I'll be forgiven, and such is, it is with this podcast. Till next time, people. I'm Aaron, and I'm Cecily. Good and night. Remember not to perform on Halloween. <laughs> not even charades. <laughs> <laughs>